Welcome to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight, the podcast where we uncover the secrets of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who've used public speaking to skyrocket their businesses and their bottom line. Get ready for captivating stories, valuable insights, and practical wisdom from the trailblazers who've mastered the art of the stage. I'm your host, Kelly O'Hara, and I'm thrilled to bring their experiences and expertise directly to you. Let's get started. So the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight focuses on very successful CEOs, entrepreneurs, and coaches who continue to build their businesses successfully and exponentially using public speaking. So today, I'm so excited to welcome Gary Barnes of Gary Barnes International to this podcast. Gary is the Breakthrough Business Mastery Coach. He's a high-performance business and sales strategist, a popular national and international speaker with over a thousand talks and an award-winning number one international Amazon best-selling author. He's credited with 10 books now. Gary's clients span over eight countries and he's been published by many outlets, including the Boston Globe, LA Daily News and Worth Magazine, among so many others. He's been featured on ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, PBS and TEDx. He's the founder of Gary Barnes International, personally selling over $300 million in products and services. In 1988, Gary was diagnosed with a life-threatening illness and they told him he would be in a wheelchair or dead within 10 years. Guess what, still here. Since then, he's completed a world-class 40-foot firewalk, flown a World War II P-51 fighter, He's flown on a trapeze. He's driven in a destruction derby. I hear his car was the purple passion. He's completed a 70 foot bungee jump. We're gonna talk about that, insane. And he's climbed 14,000 foot mountains. And he's a drummer and a police academy graduate. So welcome Gary Barnes. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for the invitation to be here with you. It is quite an honor to be here with you today. Well, I'm thrilled and I want to get started. And let's start with the journey. It's always the most interesting part for me. And clearly, you've accomplished a lot here in business as well as personally, though I seriously question the 75-foot bungee jump. I, I don't get it. But my favorite question is always, What's your why and why you? I think that should always be the center point in one's life. So can you share a bit about your journey, your why, and how you transitioned from being a successful CEO to becoming an author, a public speaking expert, and a business development coach? Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, and when I hear my intro or bio read, I, I there's two things that occur to me. One, I am really tired because it's, you know, that is something that, <laughs> Golly, you know, uh, but the other thing is that I want individuals to know that if I did it, they can do it too. And, and that's really a, a major thing of being a, you know, this concept of leadership is leaders lead. And it's not because of the words that we say or how well we convince someone that they have the ability or permission to be on a stage or bungee jump or whatever it might be. But it, it's leading by example. And I am not an adrenaline junkie. I truly am not. 
but I am someone that loves the adventure and I love the adrenaline when it goes away on the other side. <laughs> uh, the, the lead up, I mean, you said I, you know, I've given over a thousand talks. There has not been a single talk where I have not had the butterflies, the jitters before that. And I see that as being normal, but it, it comes with the territory. And so my part of my mission statement is to make a difference and to empower, but not my power to you, but helping you and individuals, organizations, find the power that's already within them, that they can connect and then be independent and be able to pass it on to others as well. I love that. You are truly, truly about leadership and integrity. It's what I know about you. And I really appreciate that. You know, we all can appreciate the successes, but hearing about the challenges or the failures that led to the eventual success, those stories really help connect us and give us kind of the human experience. And I think it helps everybody with their own challenges and fears. Would you be willing to share a mistake or a setback you encountered in your public speaking journey and how you overcame it? Well, you know, as you were talking about that, I, I there was an adage that came to my mind that I am an overnight success. It only took me 30 years to get here. <laughs> And, you know, the thing that we don't really talk about many times, and I enjoy, I don't enjoy, but I give myself permission to talk about this with my clients, whether they're here in the U.S. or in other countries or on stages, is, is that we all have those ups and downs. And that's part of the, the game. If it was always easy and everything that just went smoothly, we probably probably would get bored and do something else. But one of the, the uh, things that I thought about were actually there was two. In my, I owned one of the largest financial planning practices as far as production, the top 3% in production in the US. But before I got to that point, there was actually an organization, actually two of them that told me, go get a job. You would never make it in sales. And one actually fired me because I wasn't following their system. And so, but after that, you know, it, it was one of those things I kept going. I kept overcoming the obstacles. I kept getting better. I kept finding different tools and resources and mentors that allowed me to have the permission, if you will, to design a program that would fit for me. Uh, one of the biggest challenges uh, for most of us is money. And this uh, takes me back almost to the beginning, particularly of producing events, is <laughs> that uh, I produced a van. It was going to be at the Orange Coast Hotel in Southern California. Oh. I had Dennis Whaley, for some people that remember who Dennis is. Yeah. Um, I lost over $35,000. I didn't have a single person even inquire. And I did the calculation, being that math side of it, the financial planner. In today's dollars, it's over $90,000 in, in purchasing power that I lost. And what it really taught me, though, number one, I'm really a good salesperson because I had been married less than two years and my wife did not divorce me. Uh, but the other thing is that I have realized that through those experiences, it allowed me to say, did it kill me? Did it stop me? Did I still have a purpose, a mission in what I was doing? No, it didn't work. But is it something that was worthwhile carrying me on to do it again? And this... You know, I, I tease you and many other people about the concept of no try. And literally, you know, it's the wisdom of Yoda. 
but there is literally no try. I didn't try to do it. All I did was I made a decision, put action to it. I did all the things around putting the program together. The result was zero. It wasn't a failure. It was just a new point of decision. Now, if I had a thousand people show up, it would still be just a new point of decision. And so we can take as much of the emotional roller coaster out of it as possible and really look at what we have. And is it still something that we want to do? Wow. I will take that phrase with me forever. Point of decision. That's that's a great takeaway. That's a game changing thought. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm going to jump on another topic because I've wanted to ask you this for a while now, you know, about your books, you know, you have, you've done 10 of them. Speaking and books often go together. And in the arena of public speaking, the importance of storytelling is getting a lot of attention and focus these days. And with that in mind and your 10 books, I have to ask you about one of your really unique bestsellers that has a really intriguing title called How a Beaver Saved My Life. You can't get out of this interview without sharing a little bit about that story. And and then of course, what the key takeaways are that you share with your readers, but I need to know about that title. Well, the title was not the original title. The original title was Into the Night, The Road from Adversity to Triumph. But I didn't realize how many country songs and romance novels were that same title. And my coach at the time heard me uh, tell the story. A woman had sent me a three and a half foot beaver, stuffed beaver, he's right over here. Uh, Big Buddy Beaver, and uh, she had obviously purchased the book and heard me speak. But the thing is, is that he said, when people are sending you representations of your message, pay attention. And so we created How a Beaver Saved My Life. And in 1988, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I had lost everything from the neck down. I couldn't, I wasn't able to write. I had, if I couldn't see my feet, I would fall down, I'd trip. There was, I lost all sensation from the neck down. And so through this process, I knew about uh, the, well, in fact, the doctor said the only thing that they would, you know, say that might help me was steroids, but I played football in school. I knew that wasn't going to work. And so visualization. And through the the point of the, um, Oh, in fact, I'll back up. They gave me three possibilities of a, the diagnosis of what it really was. It was a brain tumor, cancer, or multiple sclerosis. And when we came out and they said, you still have three choices, it's MS, MS, or MS, I got excited because I said, you gave me a life sentence. What do we do? Now, it's really important to put this into any of the, you know, my reflection on the diagnosis is it has never been my identity. I have never owned it. I have never said I have. I've always said I was diagnosed with. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't ignore the the, the challenges that come through with the condition, because I still have no feelings in my hand. They're like stone hands. I have fallen off two stages. I bump into things. I, I use a tool to do my buttons. But because of that, I had permission to get an alternate you know, you know, outcome, if you will, because I'm still here. I wasn't supposed to live more than 10 years. And that was not a, you know, a happenstance. It, it was, I gave myself an option. 
it's not a miracle. It's not, I just, I know that in the, the, the body, we can realign things. We can rejuvenate in a way. So I, I just rewired myself. Now, the thing that I want to really, in that story, that's important to me, is that each and every person watching us, you, me, everyone, has a story. And it's really interesting because I had one of my uh, speaker clients that we did a, a, at one of my uh, speaker trainings. And she goes, Gary, I, I just really feel bad. I don't have a bad story. I, I had great parents. I had a great childhood. And things have worked out for me. I don't know that I can be a speaker. I go, no, we need you too. We need that, that, that reflection of how you survived normalcy. And all of a sudden she got all bright. But the thing that, that really comes down to it is this. What we see as ordinary, other people see as extraordinary. And the thing that we have a choice in this is to be willing to share and to be willing to share with the possibility, and I'm going to say another word, a probability that we will have haters. In fact, I was at a conference last week, and Michael uh, 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 Michael Jr., the comedian, uh, had this statement. He says, if you don't have haters in your life, it's probably because you're not where you're supposed to be. And that hit me right between the eyes. I don't know that anybody has said it as eloquently as that. And so the, the being able to tell your story, because... I, the Bieber story, the MS story, the, the subject of that, that's the, I'm the subject, but not the message. The message is overcoming. It's being able to take whatever it is in your business, in your life, in relationships, financial, whatever it is, and be able to look for an alternate way to get to where you want to go for your destiny. Jeez, you know, I've heard a lot, you know, the terms mindset and brainwashing yourself and society's brain. I don't think I've ever heard it put in such an eloquent way that's so relatable. And that ties again, you know, how powerful the story is that you tell and everybody's got one. So, um, boy, I've been wanting to ask you that for a while. So thank you. That is perfect for our listeners. I think that, and it's great for me. It it really fits right now, all the things that are going on for me too. So, so let me ask you a little bit about public speaking for your business um, specifically, since it's been such a powerful tool for you. And I think we all kind of hear why now, why it's been so effective for you. Tell me what are some of the common mistakes you see others make when they're trying to grow their businesses through public speaking? That I think that would be helpful for people to hear. You know, thank you for that question, you know, because it's an important one. Many people think they have to go and be the funniest. I am not a funny speaker, but I'm a humorous speaker. I'll take innuendos and stories. and I tell a lot of stories on myself. And they also look at their story as not being important. We just talked about that. But having permission to be fallible, because, you know, you get up on stage, uh, it's not about you. I've said it before, even within our conversation, you are the subject, but not the message. When I did my TEDx, I could only tell that they hired me, actually they hired me, they brought me on as one of their celebrities to tell the Beaver story but I've never told the Beaver story in seven minutes on stage. 
And I did that, but I did the other seven minutes in the walkaway takeaways that the audience would be able to use from the story. Because I don't believe, I well, I don't like being a motivational speaker. I want to be an inspirational speaker because if I'm the motivation and I leave, I've taken the motivation away. So I just become entertainment. But when I can inspire you to, to motivate yourself, to give yourself permission to risk, to take yourself into an area in an arena that will allow you to see opportunities that are there, but you don't see them. You know, the unique thing about speaking, whether it be on a podcast, whether it be on a large stage, a small stage on television, is that you are in the risk position. And so you're being able to share, not sell, share your story, your opportunities with an audience. And they're in a safe place because they're in a group. And so to be able to come up and to really have a conversation, that's the other thing is that many speakers talk at their audience not with their audience. And part of this is being able to, what I call actively listen, to be able to take in the information that the audience is giving you during your talk. And there's also one other thing I think is really important. You know, people have a script. I don't ever, I have an outline, but I never have a pure script because ever so often I get a, uh, you know, an awareness of something. And it may be a story, it may be a point, and it's not in the original intent of the talk, but I honor that, you know, that nudge is what I call it. And inevitably, after the talk, people come up and say, wow, that story you told or that point you gave is exactly what I needed. And it wasn't even supposed to be in the talk. So again, as a speaker, we're conduits of information, of encouragement, of permission, so many different things. And if you look at the, the speakers that are out there, Number one, if you want to be paid today, is you have to be humorous. You you have to have that ability. But number two is they are masters at telling stories. And the stories are broad enough to where you have the entire audience. It's not just one specific, you know, segment of society. And because of that, you become what I call a people magnet. People are curious. They will want to follow you for some reason, but it'll be many times for a bunch of different reasons, but they all come together in one place. So it's just a lot of fun. I love this. That's exactly what I wanted to ask you about being compelling and how to resonate with the audience. And you just explained exquisitely how to do that. And that's how I know you. When you, let me ask you, when you go about preparing to actually give the talk, now that you've prepared it, but you're actually going to give the talk. What are some of, you know, give me some more tips on how speakers can effectively engage their audience and keep them interested throughout the presentation, because after all, that's the key to their sales. Oh, absolutely. So when you're a speaker or you're going into a sales presentation or whatever, the, the very beginning of what you're doing is when you're most nervous because you don't know the audience, you don't know exactly the environment, maybe. So you have a signature opening. I have a signature opening that I've done a lot. And then the challenge is sometimes we get bored and want to change it, but you don't. And you also want to have a connection with the audience of some sort of feedback from them in the first two to two and a half minutes of your talk. Number one, particularly when it's humorous, there's an innuendo, there's something that you can bring to the audience that they understand, number one, you're not going to be boring. 
And number two, you're going to have them more in uh, listening more intently. But then in the middle of it, I do a formula that I call the train formula. I created it. And there's normally three train cars. So your engine is a signature opening. Your train cars are built this way. There's three elements, point, story, action step. And because of that, you can elongate or shorten a presentation. I've had to do both at times and still get the message across. And then at the very end, this is really important for anybody that is doing speaking, is that there's a difference of just being a speaker or a speaker that's in the business of speaking. And you'll have different ways. Sometimes you're just paid up front. Sometimes you are you have an offer for the audience or you have an autograph table at the back of the room is don't forget that you have a caboose. And that caboose is the transition, not the commercial, but the transition to connection. I My main thing that I want in any kind of you know exposure that I have is relationship, is engagement afterwards. Because again, it's not just me. It's not about me. It's about you and what I can do either personally or facilitate that person to a resource or a person that will make things happen for them much quicker or maybe even save them in whatever endeavor they're doing. So that's really kind of that broad overview of how I create it. In fact, uh, I learned this from Walt Disney. Not personally, but Walt Disney created what is called storyboarding. Every movie that he created, he had a big hanger and he would put up sheets of paper for all the different themes and elements, chapters, if you will. And I do that with my programs. I do that with my speeches. And I will rearrange it to where now it fits for me. And I can flow with the conversation instead of just taking it out of my mind and having being more of a memory, which I'm going to forget, which will be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that. I get it. That's perfect. Um, you've really provided some strategy here that I'm excited about. And, and I love that story of Walt Disney, because he was, you know, known throughout the world for his abilities to pull teams together and work on exceptional projects and track so much information and then really have a usable strategy for everybody on the team. So perfect analogy there. Here's a question I have that, you know, from all of this, and you, you've showed a little bit about your, um, your strategic positioning of things, you've created the Breakthrough Business Mastery Bootcamp. I'm super excited about it. It's happening again in September on the 22nd to the 24th, yes? Yes, Tell it's, number 40, it's uh, number 43. Now, I have not been doing them 43 years. I used to do them multiple times a year, and now it's once. So I don't want people thinking I'm 90. No, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with this exceptional, exceptional event. But why don't you tell our listeners what the attendees expect to gain from this experience? What can they expect and what sets it apart from other business development programs? You know, I, I'm really blessed because I've had people come back 25, 30 times, uh, which really people ask me if I'm not a good you know, facilitator or they just not quite with it. But the reality is every time somebody comes back, they hear something different. Uh, but I created this because I truly believe 
that 80% of success is psychological and emotional and 20% tactical. And most programs out there are really tactical based. They're going to give you a formula. They're going to, everybody's looking for that magic bullet, that magic being that somehow is going to take them to the promised land. And on day one, I call it foundation day. And foundation day is all of the psychological and emotional aspects of building a business, building relationships, building finances. It's the truly the foundation of being a total person. And it's, it, people sometimes will think it's maybe a little woo-woo. It's not. Because what we do is we integrate that, everything we do on foundation day into the second two days, which are the tactical, the, the, the really the breakdown of how I have been building businesses for, I'm really, I did this the other day. It's 30 plus plus years. And I'm just going to keep adding pluses. But the thing is, is that, Everything in this program is proprietary because I'm teaching my what I have done, still do. And so it makes it very unique. Uh, we have a seventh degree black, a black belt that does a board break on day one. That, that's how we end on the, you know, the foundation day. But so much of the time people set goals and they the goals don't work very well because they have just, and I believe in nudges, little tweaks, not wholesale changes to be able to get a different result. But so that's day one. Day two and day three are all of the ways that I have created, whether it be time management, branding, marketing, the whole nine yards, and to be able to be able to give these tactical elements to people. And what I tell everyone on day one is that for the next three days, everything I say, please take as 100% correct. Don't be thinking about, oh, Gary's nuts, or it's not going to work for me, because if you do that, you're not listening. And what I may say very in the next sentence may be the exact nugget you came for. But on Sunday, at the end of the event, take everything that doesn't fit for that person and put it in the trash can. But my whole goal is, whether or not I see any of the attendees ever again, that they can take the investment, the benefits of those three days and implement those into their business, into their lives, come Monday morning to get a different decision or di different outcome. And so it really is not a dog and pony show. And sometimes that's my biggest challenge because the investment to come is so low. But I just want to be able to give back. And, you know, we even do what's called a speak-off on Sunday. We get into speaking. We get into how to deliver all of the, your messages and the, the uniqueness that each person has and how to showcase it to the world. So we have a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, not just, uh, it, it's very interactive. Uh, it's not sitting for three days and taking notes, you know, for eight, nine hours a day. It, it goes very by very quickly. I'm so excited about this event this year. I can't even tell you. Um, people speak of it. And I've heard for, for so long now about this event. Now I'm excited, very, very excited. So thank you, Gary. As this speaker spotlight interview that I've been so looking forward to comes to an end, I wanna thank Gary for coming and sharing his wisdom, experience and integrity, something he's very specifically known for with all of us. It's clear his journey from CEO to speaker to coach, author it all holds invaluable lessons for those seeking to leverage the power of public speaking in their business growth from 
crafting captivating speeches to fostering purpose-driven strategies, Gary's insights and his program provide a real roadmap for aspiring speakers, entrepreneurs, authors, business leaders, those who want to make a difference. So I invite you to get in touch with Gary at Gary Barnes International and check into the Breakthrough Business Mastery Bootcamp. It's this September 22nd to 24th. I'll be there. He's a master business development coach and you want to enjoy more of Gary's insightful and thought provoking books. You got to check out How a Beaver Saved My Life, On Purpose Results. That's just to name a few of them. All of these, I believe, stand as testaments to his commitment to empowering others. So thank you, Gary, for sharing your expertise on the six figure speaker spotlight. And to our listeners, remember that every stage is truly an opportunity that you don't want to leave undiscovered. And every word you speak can pave the way to exponential success. That's what the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight's all about. So until next time, I'm Kelly O'Hara signing off. I'll see you next time with more conversations from savvy, successful people who've made speaking about their business the definable difference. I look forward to our next conversation. thank you for joining us on this episode of the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive once again into the remarkable stories and insights of our incredible guests. Their experiences and wisdom are not just meant to inspire you, but to provide you with actionable steps to take on your own path to success. Remember, you have a story to tell and your voice has the power to transform your business and make lasting impact. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an empowering conversation. We'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review and share the show with your friends, colleagues, and your fellow visionaries. Until next time, keep speaking, keep growing, and keep reaching to make your difference. This is Kelly O'Hara signing off from the Six Figure Speaker Spotlight.